This is the Capness HR Podcast, and we want you to be great every day. Join us as we transform the human resources outsourcing industry while we talk to small business owners, founders, and people in tech, startup, and HR spaces. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Capness. Hello, and welcome to the Cabinets HR Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Cabinets, and our guest today is Paige Whitmire. Paige, are you ready to be great today? Absolutely. Paige has 20 years of experience successfully leading teams in change management, operations, and strategy to support a rapidly evolving healthcare industry. She is well known for her extensive experience in operational design, development, and implementation, strategic planning, innovative collaborative partnerships, and business model design with large nationwide systems across the country, including the Cleveland Clinic, Ohio Health, Temple University Health System, Baylor Scott & White, Sanitaria Healthcare, University of California Healthcare System, and others. Paige is a featured speaker at national conferences to discuss the founding principles for success and change and partnerships and released her first book, Success in the Face of Change on the topic of leadership and change management in May of 2017. Paige founded Cognitive Change in, 20, in January 2015 to focus her attention on, on a genuine passion for developing, inspiring, and empowering others. Working with both individuals and organizational teams, her programs concentrate on core principles of leadership and change to shift behaviors from within, resulting in limitless potential. Paige is known by her clients as being a team member, a leader, mentor, and a true asset. Paige's gift for coaching allows her to build confidence, inspire leadership, and motivate positive action, proving time and time again to be an integral part of advancing organizational objectives and demonstrating exceptional ability to guide executives through strategic planning exercises, culminating in new directions for various business ventures. Paige's clients all agree that she is an excellent coach. Paige received her PA in psychology from Texas State Washington, Texas State University, I'm sorry, and her MBA from the University of Texas at Dallas with concentrated coursework in the areas of organization behavior and strategic management. She also holds a certification in the growing field of change management, pairing the practices of leadership, change, and coaching to maximize successful outcomes. Paige lives in South Lake, Texas with her husband and two children, and she's a big believer in maintaining balance in her life. She deeply believes in health and fitness, and she's an avid runner and award champion in set degree black belt in martial arts. Paige, thank you for coming today. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on your podcast today. Now, can you cover some of what you're going to have going on right now with everything you have going on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things that I'd like to share with your listeners today is a little bit about my recently published book. This is something that's taken up a lot of the time right now where I'm doing a lot of marketing. I'm doing some book signings around the DFW area. And so Success in the Face of the Change is the name of the book. And writing a book has always been a bucket list item for me. But I decided to write this particular book for two main reasons that I'd really love to share with your listeners today. Okay, thank you. Okay, so, so first of all, following 20 years in the corporate environment, and most of those were in consulting roles, I found that working with the C-suite level executives all the way down to frontline employees, the individual contributors, 
really what was important is to assess people's readiness and their ability to be able to change, to accept change and to understand change. And in the time that I was in the consulting roles, we could really start to determine if what we wanted to implement and the innovative things that we wanted to do with some of our clients were going to be successful based on their culture and their readiness for change. So one of the things behind the book is really to help drive that understanding that if you don't have the readiness for change, it's not only challenging to get people on board with this new mission or the vision or however you want to have for that transformation, but it's also going to be very difficult to achieve the anticipated gains from whatever the project is. So whether that be the return on investment, adoption of new technology, or a break-even point, or whatever it is that the, the organization is trying to do. So this is also related to the second reason why I wrote this book, Success in the Face of Change. When I left the corporate environment and I decided to launch Cognitive Change as a business, I thought a lot about what are the areas that I wanted to work in, where did I feel really passionate, and where did I feel like I had that ability to make a lasting impact with different people in different organizations. And so I decided to write the book as a platform to really clarify the key areas of focus of consulting and coaching and the work that I want to do. So the type of engagements and the type of organizations that I want to work with. So really I'm driving to help improve both individuals and team performance through change management, leadership development, and empowerment coaching. And all of this is really comes through in the book. Um, so a big piece of this is cultivating, cultivating individuals and their ability to build trust, listen, and effectively communicate. Paige, how often has this happened to you? An uh, organization brings you on, they're, they're like, we want to make change, change management. And then the people who actually brought you on are the biggest um, obstacles for the change. Uh, so that has happened in the past. I'm not going to tell any stories out of school. But uh, one of the things that I will share as well is when I was in the consulting environment, really working in change management is I really got adept at talking to whoever it is, the C-suite or the board or the organizations to say, look, this is a great opportunity for what we want to do, but your organization and your employees, they're not there yet. They're not seeing the potential. And so let's talk about some remediation strategies that you could have. So it does happen. And organizations can really get caught up in that because there's a lot of merger and acquisition activity that happens today. There's a lot of people that are trying to outpace their competition and be in transformational and you do that through change, but you have to make sure that your organization is on board and you see it all the time where organizations don't have that, then they're failing to meet their profitability, they're failing to meet their sales numbers and whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish. So again, the key piece of that is really started transitioning to say, you know, this is a great thing and we could sell it all day long to you, this idea but if your organization isn't ready, let's take a step back and talk about how to get you ready for this change. And then we'll talk about that innovative transformation down the road a little bit. Paige, is there, is, do you deal with all types of organizations like, you know, brand new ex, ex, um, corporate or, is there a certain, or do you focus on a certain type of organization? So that's a great question. Um, most of the work that I've done in the change management space has been in the healthcare industry, working with not-for-profit hospitals of all different sizes, and also working with some of the suppliers and in the supply chain space. 
But since leaving the corporate environment, I've expanded out of that. Um, so I've worked now with a lot of entrepreneurs and very small businesses on how do you start your organization? How do you launch your business? How do you get online? All of those are transformational change for a lot of people. And then I'm talking with a couple of different mid to large size organizations that are out of that healthcare industry space to, to how do you bring in change and coaching into the organization so that you have the agility in your employees? So really it's across the board, I guess, is the, the right answer. Okay. Do you find that you have to use a, a different approach depending on the size of the company or the type of the company that you're dealing with? No, I don't. And one of the things about my style is that I'm a really tell it like it is type of personality. And so I'm not into sugarcoating. I'm not into telling anybody what they want to hear. And so whether it's a large organization or whether it's a small organization or a single business unit, this, the message is the same and the key elements are the same. You have to have that ability to build trust with people. You have to actively listen. You're listening for understanding and you're not listening to respond. And you have to be able to effectively communicate in order to get people on board with whatever it is that you're trying to sell as your vision. So that doesn't change with the size of the organization. Now, are you just mainly based in Dallas or you do, or you'll go anywhere in Texas or the United States or what's your area of, of focus? Yeah, I actually market my services across the country and have worked um, from the West Coast to the East Coast. Okay, next, let's move on to your successes. Talk to us about a time you were success, success in the past and what you learned from this and what we can learn from this. Okay, so um, that is a fantastic question. And let me think. So going through some of the more recent engagements over the last couple of years, you know what, I'm going to love to share one that's one of my favorite projects. And it was working with two existing business units that were being combined into one. And so historically, these two business units had worked together in a matrix fashion. However, they were highly competitive. And so they had different mission statements between the two business units, they had different values, and they had very different cultural styles. And not to mention that because of this, they also had a dissimilar alignment in their objectives and their goals. And really, then that led to trying to identify who was the end customer. So as you can imagine, moving these two business units under one organizational chart, this was causing a little bit of a rift. So the role that I played as a coach and a consultant in here was to bring together a work group that consisted of the different levels of employees. So we had some front lines, some administrative, and we had leadership from both of the two different business units. And the task was to determine the best way for the group to overcome the challenges that they had faced as two separate competitive business units and how they were going to work together moving forward. So the product of this work is what's referred to as a leadership compact. This is what we put together, and this was the output from this team. And so if you're not familiar with that, um, what it's intended to do is, number one, reduce the uncertainty that's faced by all the members in the team to really understand, okay, let's get the information out on the table. Let's talk through this. Let's not have anything go behind the curtains. And then also... It's to help the team develop its new identity to articulate the protocols and the expectations across the team in a consistent manner so that they can be productive moving forward and kind of get out of the drama that they were had in the past. Paige, has there ever been a time in the past you've disqualified a customer from they've come to you and you're like, no, well, you're not a good, good, good fit for my services. Absolutely. So 
I face that in corporate environments and I actually face that with individual coaching clients as well. And in the end, the the end goal here is to help the customer, help the client, whether that's in a consulting role with an organization, you're helping a business unit team, or if you're helping an individual. And if there's not a good connection or a good fit with the style of the coaching, the amount of pushing, then um, it's more important for me, for that organization or for that individual client to seek who's going to be the right fit for them to be successful. Okay. Thank you. Next page. Talk about a time that you failed in the past and what you learned from this and what we can learn from this. Okay. All right. So I truly believe in, we learn from our past mistakes and this is one of the ways that we learn. It's a huge way. So there have been um, some throughout the years. I'm going to go back a few years to really the start of when I was doing change management work and changing organizations and driving that to a project that I really found some key objectives in there that have become part of my playbook, if you will, as I move forward. And so the, the role here for me was to um, lead a new technology discovery process. And so this was on the front end of implementing a new technology platform. And so the first thing I think that was a learning experience that others can learn from is that we decided because of budget constraints that maybe we wouldn't fly out there, but we would join an existing meeting by phone. And so one of the things that I would say is the first kind of learning point there was never underestimate what you need, the amount of engagement that you need for people to accept change and to be ready for change. Always shoot for that highest level and then come down from there if you must. But in order to get the win, you need to go and you need to make sure that you're interfacing with the client or the customer, reading the nonverbal cues and the behaviors to really understand if they're buying into the change. I think the second piece that we learn from this experience is Again, it was a discovery process for new technology. And so there was an IT platform that was being built. It was great reports, great information. It was faster, shorter cycle time. Everybody's going to love this. It's going to give you greater reports, more information to make better decisions. All of these things are fantastic. But what was missed on the target there is the what's in it for me for the client, so the with them. And they were not necessarily focused on that technology bucket with the overall organization and their collaborative partnership with them. They had some other things on their target list that they were focused on. So I think that is the second key message is you can find from your perspective value statements and what you're trying to do all day long. But if they're not in line with what the customer or the client is looking for, then um, you're going to miss the mark on moving from what I call a push to a pull scenario. And a push pull scenario is the difference between pushing a client from the perspective of is, are you pushing the client to want to do something to then moving, transitioning over to that pull scenario where they're sitting on the edge of their seat. They're excited about the new technology and they're wanting to rapidly adopt that. So we failed to do that. And I think looking back on it, Though the failure to engage them at the level that was necessary was a huge piece. And also really taking that understanding of what's in it for the client or the customer and what was high on their list of priorities and was this meeting that need, having that understanding going into it would have really changed the scenario and the outcome. Paige, from your experience and just on average, how long does it usually take to figure out, you know, this company is ready for change or this company is going to fight me on this change. How long does it, does it usually take you to figure that out? 
depending on the level of exposure that you get to the organization, it can be a pretty quick process. So I've been part of developing some assessment tools to find out the cultural readiness earlier with an organization. So you can go in and talk to different levels of the organization and then rate them and come out and say, hey, this, this business unit is ready, but this business unit is a key component and they're not ready. And so the fastest cycle time I've done that is provide an assessment. We did some online interviews and some in-person discussions over a two-day process and turn that around in about a week. And other scenarios, you know, if you have exposure to the employees and just by asking them questions, you can really understand what their, their readiness is and their desire for change and what their blocks are. So if you can pull everybody together in some of those mid to smaller size organizations that would be key players, then you can find that out from basically one discussion to say, you know what, this is great, everybody's on board, or you really need to look at some of these key players that are going to be a part of this and implementing it to make it positive and successful for what you want to do. They're not on board. So let's get you the plan to get them there first. Paige, has this ever happened where you were, you did your surveys, and you, you, did, you to the, the senior executive, you said, um, this company's not ready for change right now. And they said, well, no, you're wrong. We're ready for change. Our, our employees are ready for change. Has that ever happened before? Like a disconnect? Yes, absolutely. And um, that's one of the things around the foundation of change management practices is it's really got to be a top-down approach and a bottom-up approach because that's the first thing. You have your board, your C-suite, they say, you know what, this is such a great thing and we want to implement this in our organization and it's going to be fantastic. But if there's the disconnect between those frontline employees, then it's, it's goes back to that scenario. It's not going to be successful. And then the organization's not going to achieve the desired results that they wanted to accomplish. So whether that's a return on investment, or like I said, a reduced cycle time from a technology piece or anything like that. And it does, it happens all the time, which is uh, one of the messages that I think is one of the most important is it has to be top down and bottom up at the same time. It cannot be one or the other. Yes. So Paige, next, you, and you already talked about this a little bit, but can you expand some on how you add value and solve problems for the people you support? Yeah. So, you know, I work in a lot of different environments today. I work in the consulting environments, and then I also do individual coaching for folks that are doing leadership development, um, part of some pilot programs in a couple of different organizations. So I would say that one of the most significant ways that I feel that I add value in my current engagements is really through that empowerment coaching mentality. So one of the things that really differentiates my style is I intertwine the coaching and the consulting and providing structure and a methodology to help my clients get the tangible results. So if they're at point A, they want to get up to point B and there's a problem or a block in between them then I help them to become self-aware of what's blocking the path and let's build a plan around what's going to be successful. If there's things you need to take into consideration, take those into consideration, but you can't, you can't slide some things under the rug. So I think that the coaching style, like I said, intertwined with the consulting is really the differentiator for me and how I work in my, my different engagements. Hey, so um, you help out a lot of people in your position now we need to talk about someone who's helped you in the past and how they helped you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and there are many people that have helped me along my journey. I truly believe of living in a place of abundance. And 
you know, the most recent individual that comes to mind is a high spirited woman that I know actually through my community. Her name is Mary Lee Alford. So when you're starting a new job, building a company, it's critical to seek out what I would call as a connector. And she is somebody who is a connector. So why are these people in, are important is because they see something in you that they absolutely admire. They believe in what you're wanting to accomplish and they want to help you to be successful. And these folks are out there and finding one of them is just a real diamond in the rough. And so I had the fortunate opportunity to connect with somebody like this and it was just coming out of corporate she has connected me with a lot of different people, a couple of different entrepreneurs that have led to some great collaborative opportunities, getting me plugged into the leadership development here within the community of South Lake where I live and find some great opportunities within the chamber. So, you know, like I said, I finding those people that are connectors, that's the one that comes to my mind immediately of the most recent person that's had an impact on my, my life and my business. Thank you. Yeah, she sounds like that's a great, great person to know. Next, tell us something about yourself that most people don't know. Like, sure, your, your, your family knows, close friends, but most people don't know this about, about yourself. You know, I'm going to tag on to something you said in the beginning is that one of the things I profess is that it's important for me to be well-rounded. So I'm an avid runner and I'm a second degree martial arts, uh, black belt in martial arts. The thing that people don't typically know about that is I didn't start my martial arts training until I was 36 years old. Oh, wow. That, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. <laughs> you know, everybody really assumes that you're like, oh, you've been doing this since you're a kid and this is really great that you've kept it up. And I'm really quite the opposite. I was in a situation with my daughter and they, you know, were trying to engage the parents in the classes. And she said, you know, Mom, just even if you thought about doing this, this this would be really important and impressive to me. And, you know, I thought, hey, well, sure, why not? This is something to give a try. And it it turned out to be the last six and a half years have been fantastic. It's a great way to spend time with my family. It's a huge step out of my comfort zone. You know, I have no problem speaking in conferences, um, being a subject matter expert in areas of supply chain and change management. But that was a huge different dynamic for me to step in front of a group of people and have to perform in a different way. And it made me nervous. It gave me anxiety. And when I started, I wasn't sure if I was going to enjoy this, but it became something that I've really loved and I'm passionate about. And so I think for your listeners, a great takeaway from this is that it's not only good for us to step out of our comfort zones, but it's critical for you to continue to learn and challenge yourself to grow by experiencing new and different things because it just gives you these great positive feelings and it builds your confidence to make you a more well-rounded person. So Paige, I have to ask, so when you started, like, were you the adult and a bunch of little kids in the class with you when you first started it out? So there was a mix. There were a few of the parents that they were able to engage. Um, but the, a lot of the instructors were much younger than me. And a huge thing in martial arts is respect for your instructor. And so again, it's another perspective and something that I think helps make you a well, more well-rounded person and increases your confidence and also the leadership ability and confidence of those who are younger that they're sharing this opportunity with adults. That's, that's a very good point. So, Paige, next, I understand you have something for our listeners today. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I want to share with your listeners today that in support of the podcast, and I hope they're gaining a lot from it, that I would love to offer through Cognitive Change a 20% discount on any individual coaching, a couple of different coaching patches, packages that I do online virtually for people that live outside of the state of Texas, people in the Metroplex that can meet in person, but also for any organizations that are looking to bring in trials for individual coaching for their high-performing employees or for their executives. Again, 20% off a coaching package through Cognitive Change. Thank you, Paige. That's a great value for our listeners. Now, can you share some of your social media platforms so our listeners can reach out to you? Sure, absolutely. So you can find me on LinkedIn by searching Paige Whitmire Cognitive Change, Leadership Coaching by Cognitive Change on Facebook. You can just search Cognitive Change there. My web address is www.cognitivechange.com. Sorry, it's cognitive-change.com. And then also I'm on a couple of different coaching directories. So I'm part of Live, Lead, Play, which is through the um, IPET coaching community. And also I'm part of the New Me coaching directory, which has been a great place for a couple of different organizations who are seeking out coaches who have found me. Thank you, Paige. And for our listeners, we'll provide all the links to everything on our show notes. Perfect. So Paige, we'll come to the end of our talk. Can you provide any last words of wisdom or advice for us? You know, um, just touching back on a couple of things, I hope that your listeners are able to gain some gems out of our conversation today about change, the readiness for change, um, the importance of building trust, actively listening to people to listen to understand and not listening to respond, and really thinking about your messaging when you're communicating to others. And also, if any of your listeners are dealing with some type of transformational change or they're struggling with that or they want to grasp it better, take a look at my book. You can get a sample on every major platform. Um, it's available in the Barnes and Noble stores and on Amazon. It's success in the face of change. Hey, you could bring up a good point about how people listen. But like you said, most people listen to answer, listen to respond. And most of us don't listen to understand. That's where I think a lot of communication problems come, come in, in play, unfortunately. Yes, that is, that is absolutely true. The majority of us are listening to respond and they're not listening to understand. And you really can take a step back and number one, figure out how you can help others by listening to understand. And number two, it helps a lot of times if you listen to understand to really take a step back from what may be your perspective of a situation and see some different alternatives. Because a lot of people can just jump to a conclusion when they hear something Somebody may make a comment or a remark that rubs them the wrong way. And if they're not really listening to understand what might be going on with the person who's speaking, then they may just jump to a conclusion of, well, they just you know, threw me under the bus or they said something that I felt like it was a jibe at me. That could not be the case at all. Um, so when you're listening to understand, it gives you that ability to step back and be aware and say, all right, so let me think about what might be going on in this situation and what might be the things impacting that person to cause them to say that. And this is a huge shift in the field of coaching and really even in the consulting environment in organizations because so many people are just jumping to that first conclusion and it's not usually the right one. That's, that's so true, Paige. Paige, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. You, you've given us a lot of value, a lot of gems, and thank you for your time. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. To our listeners, thank you. We really appreciate you listening to us. We know you have other things to do with your time. So we really appreciate your ear. And remember to be great every day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Catalyst HR. For more exclusive content, as well as your free copy of HR Laws, be sure to visit CadmusHR.com or connect to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Catalyst HR or Jason Catalyst HR on Snapchat. Thanks again, and be great every day.